everyone, and welcome to Dreamer Talks. My name is Abby Volkovich, and I'm your host. It is my job on this podcast to introduce you to dreamers from many different fields and walks of life. It is important to note that we can learn many things from the people we surround ourselves with. This is why I have ventured out to interview dreamers who are willing to share their journey with us. Today, our guest is Shanti Ashanti. Shanti was named after her family nonprofit organization, The Shanti House, a rare shelter for youth at risk. She was raised with 40 different brothers and sisters at any given time. As Shanti matured, she started working as a mentor in the organization, helping the troubled youth choose life and guiding them to make their dreams a reality. As an artist and entertainer on stage and screen, Shanti played many roles in her professional acting career in Israel and in the USA. Most recently featured in the major motion picture Jarhead 4, Law of Return, a Universal Productions premiered on Netflix. With years of professional experience acting on stage and screen, Shanti discovered that singing demands a different kind of courage, one that solely depends on the strength of your voice. Possessing the strength of song invigorated her, so for the past couple of years, she has been writing, composing, and singing. Last year, her first single, Fall in Love, was released with a unique music video directed by renowned Israeli photographer and music video director Daniel Kaminsky. Her second single, Animal, is coming soon. And this is just the beginning of her journey. Without further ado, I give you Shanti Ashanti to tell us her story. Enjoy. Welcome everyone to another episode of Dreamer Talks. I'm here with Shanti Ashanti, who is an acclaimed actress, singer, and dancer. Um, I will let her get into her story herself so we can hear <laughs> everything, all the great accomplishments that you've uh, gotten to to, the, to this point right. um, and what, what comes for the future. So please uh, tell us a little bit about yourself, a small little intro. Alright, um, I'm Shanti Ashanti. I was born and raised in Tel Aviv. Uh, my family, uh, my mother founded a home for youth uh, that escaped from their home and been through abuse and they are runaways. And I was born in this house that helped them. And lucky me, I was named after the house Shanti. So the name of the house is Shanti House and, and me and the house we kind of came together and I grew up with more than 60,000 youth at risk through the years and while I was doing that I was uh, going to my dancing classes and I, I was doing my art in the theater uh, and I always had this um, world that is combining uh, this very uh, dark, extreme history that uh, victims choose life and um, my art and stage that that's where I have my own space to explore my extreme. And while I was growing up, uh, I started working in the house and helped my mom and I have I'm lucky enough to have the tools to help youth. So I was doing that with her. And one of the things that we teach them and we ask them when they come to our home is what is your dream? Wow. Because um, in a dream you have the seed of passion for life. And when you come from a place when you have nothing and you have no passion for life, the only way to start that passion is to actually ask the simple question, what is your dream? So um, while I was doing that, while I was working with them, while I was helping them to discover simple dreams like living better, um, have something to eat and a, a, a stable life, um, to, to have work, to go to the army, to finish school. Uh, those like simple dreams become everything for certain people. While I was doing that, I was still doing and pursuing what I, what was making me uh, your own dreams. Yeah, what what made me feel fulfilled? What made me 
go beyond my limits and explore my being as an artist. And while I was doing that, um, I understood that if I teach people and other other people, other souls to to go after their dreams, I have to give them an example. So if I tell them to go a certain distance beyond their demons and fears, to, to do a simple thing, to wake up and do something for the, their dream, um, I'm obligated to do that. And I, I'm lucky enough that I understood uh, that I need to do it from a very young age. So from dancing and doing a BA in theater and dancing, I went to New York for a vacation, actually. I wasn't supposed to stay in New York. Um, and I was supposed to start uh, acting school in Israel. You own Levinstein? Mm -hmm. And I was paying already. I paid already. Okay. And once I was a week in New York, I felt the electricity and that thing that makes you want to... New York. <laughs> <laughs> New York. New York, New York, New York. You can't... Uh, it, that pace, that the fact that nothing is too big, nothing is too small, nothing is too extreme. You have to... If, you, if that's part of what you're looking for as, a, as an artist and human being to, to know beyond what you know, it's a great place to explore. You're gonna get a lot of shit. <laughs> a lot of um, into trouble you'll get into a lot of trouble but it worth it because for me it was basically restructuring myself so I basically said to the school bye bye I took the money found an apartment found a job found my acting school uh, Strasbourg Technique uh, with John Anthony and started studying in a foreign language where I didn't even know how to put a sentence together. So that was a big thing. And just started to, to follow my dream. My dream wasn't to just, I'm gonna be the most uh, famous actress in New York. It was just trying to discover what I can become who I can become if I'll do this. And step by step, I discovered what I want. Sometimes you don't know what is your dream from the beginning. Sometimes you have an idea of a dream. And sometimes if you stick to it too long, you, you, you miss all the other dreams that can come true uh, in, the, in the road, you know, you can have them. And, and a lot of people become slaves of their dreams, you know? And there's a... How, how would you make that uh, call? Do you know what I, what what I mean? mean? Like, when you've uh, glued yourself to a dream too much and you lose yourself in it, well, where you don't give others an opportunity. Well, I'll start with the fact that I was studying in New York for two years and then I started, started doing my auditions and I was lucky enough that my first audition I got a lead role in a movie for Netflix that was supposed to be a show uh, for BT channel. I was one of the leads, I was third in the credits, you know, I had this entire big thing going on. Uh, and I found myself like in the big league really fast. And I had my own trailer and you know, that dream that everybody's like, oh my God, you know, you have two people following you and asking you, whatever, what, what do you need? What do you need? I'm like, uh, yeah, well, I just need water. You know, it's like simple, uh, simple stuff. Well, if you need anything, let us know. So you have that and, and you do that and you accomplish that moment that is bigger than life for you, but then life goes on and you have to uh, continue to build, build the next step and the next dream and the next uh, uh, stage of who you're becoming and and if you're getting stuck with I'm supposed to be now a big star because I did this lead role which is uh, like I know how many people are like doing so much work to get to that point where you you have that right. um, but if 
you're getting stuck with the idea that now you have to get all the big roles and now you have to do, you know, only like, you know, uh, first league right. projects, you might, you get lost. Mm-hmm. Your essence is a human being. And before your dreams, there is you. You know, the dreams are part of life. Dreams are moments, peak moments in life. Life is, it's the road. Life is, it's the day-to-day where you build small things. My English was so broken when I started. And one of my dreams was to sound the way I sound today. Right. I did a lot of work to do that. Mm-hmm. It wasn't easy. Like, acting come to me easily as, as an artist. Like, it's, it's the, the emotions, the mm-hmm. character. I just understand. Right. But when it came to the language, when it came to the accent, it was like, it was a different language in, right. in, in every scale. The way school teaches a language right. is a certain way. Mm-hmm. Um, how would you describe the, maybe school is the right approach, you know, the way the education system does it. How would you um, go about telling someone that wants to learn a new language to even master that accent? Because a lot of people always come to a country and they feel nervous because they have that accent. Right. Well, I discovered there are so many ways. There are some people who have talent for sounds and they know how to imitate or make fun of other people with the sounds. So if you watch TV and you know how to imitate like Southern accent and all those like, you know, mm-hmm. those little moments of right. the nuance. You can start uh, talking like a British person. <laughs> yeah, I can't. Uh, but if, if you are starting to making fun of the accent, uh, gradually you can do that. Singing music, the melody, that's for like a very basic uh, concept of learning sounds of the accent. For me, it wasn't natural. I wasn't talented for that. So I did for like three years exercises of tongue. And after I did the tongue exercises and after reading out loud for hours, I also needed to learn how to think in English and how to um, go to to make the sound like um, fluid. You know, and how now I know that in the American accent it always goes down, like small details. And now every sound that as every accent that I listen to, I'm very like now I'm very talented in it because I practice, 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 practice. It wasn't like you know it wasn't magic, and it came to me, and now I'm like so you know, yeah, I know English like this. No, Mm -hmm. I, I I was barely putting two words together. Right. Um, so sometimes when you have a dream, not sometimes, most of the time you will need to work really hard. And most of the time you won't see any progress for two years, for three years. And then it happens. There was a moment when I came to somebody after like three years practicing and I and I said, I, I need to work with my, my, my American accent and even he told me, but you have an American accent. So, and, and then sometimes you make your dream come true and you don't even notice. Right. So that's it. You know, it's... Um, it's funny. Life is funny because you can uh, run after your tail. And sometimes you, if you're so focused, you know... On perfection, yeah. You'll miss the whole picture. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah. And dreams are not about perfection or about that idea of, of all those, you know, just being an A-list will make me an actress. Just being uh, the most famous person will make me um, qualified. I am qualified. I'm an, I'm an, I am an actress. I did my work. Uh, I'm developing my skills every day, you know, and I'm lucky enough to discover new things about me because of it because I'm not stuck about how it's supposed to be and then become bitter about the things that I don't have I'm focusing about what I have and what I need to do right I, I think um, I, I really agree with that point that the place where you are right now 
you have to move forward with it. Right. A lot of times, I think people can have that paralysis of, no, I, I'm not that A-list actor. I'm not this. They, they can use that as an excuse right. to not even take that first jump mm -hmm. um, and take that leap, do whatever they need to do to continue forward. Um, I want to actually ask you about your the, the leap to move to New York. Right. How that challenge, that decision. Um, what was they thinking? That yeah. Was I, how, I mean, you were already accepted. You you already had uh, a path set out for you. Right. Talk to that point of. Uh, well, uh, after like I did that role, um, I, I was very surprised, but I had a lot of great feedback from my coworkers, people that work in the industry for a long time. Really hope they really wanted to promote me. But my English was still broken at that time. I had a very thick Israeli accent. Uh, so a very, I was not limited, you know, Gal Gadot is doing amazing with the accent and it's great. But when you come from, you know, I had no representation. I was just, I was accepted because of my talent. You know, it, it was like, it's almost unbelievable today. Um, it, it happens, it happens, but you know, it's harder. And um, from there, I, ha I had a lot of uh, network and business uh, learning to do. Sometimes what you want to do, you know, my love for acting, for art, for stage, for storytelling um, is really pure. But in the real world, you have to do a lot of things that you don't want to do in order to promote it. In today's world, you're also your business if that's what you want to do. And if that's what you want to do, you have to learn things that less are less interesting for you. Like, you know, networking, like promoting yourself on Instagram and social media, like knowing the right people like know what to say and how to sell yourself. Now for me, selling myself was one of the hardest things to do. When I was sending an audition, it's like I'm doing like few takes, I have the audition. When I need to present myself, it took me like 10 takes because I got so stuck and it, how, do, what is like this? It's like, that's how it, I, I right. would sound. It yeah. would be funny because, you know, it's like, how can you do this so, right. you know, well, and you want to be in front of the camera, but when you need to speak about yourself, you get stuck so much. I, I want to, yeah. um, I mean, I also did acting back in high school. I was a drama major. Um, so to that point, a lot of times uh, we had this conversation in my drama class once that you sometimes can get lost in your character oh, yeah. uh, that you're playing. And it can be easier to be your character at points. Yes. Um, yes, definitely. For me, for sure. It's definitely easier for me to put a character on and, you know, you will never know. Yeah, I think it's because the the character is a little bit more safe. In, it, it, safe, exactly. It's not your vulnerabilities. It's her exactly. vulnerability. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's, you know, is, uh, artists do have some problems, you know. And I am I'm way better with presenting myself and, you know, you see, that's what I do right now. Um, and I'm more comfortable with who I am. It took me time to understand that as more comfortable I'll be with myself as a better artist and, and actor I would be. So that's why I did this jump. And I studied how, how to do that. How to come to uh, the real world and to really uh, take myself seriously. Not because I'm, I have self-importance, because it's important for me. My dreams are important for me, and it's important enough that I'll learn how to present myself to the world. Mm -hmm. It's not, you know, it yeah, doesn't I come from an ego place. I'm so important, I need to know. It's about just really being uh, the necessary steps to achieve what you want to achieve. Exactly, and, and get over yourself. Mm -hmm. You know, get over yourself. It's 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 also you know the fear is also an ego. No, I'm an artist. I don't need to know that. I don't really need to do those things of business. No, you do. Especially in this world, everybody's doing everything now. You, you have the initiative to just to create something. And it will have an audience, right. you know? 
yeah, it's, it's about taking that first step. And, uh, it's, it's not just a first step. The, the hardest thing is after you succeed once, to keep doing this. And being able to recreate yourself every time. Like it's the first thing. That's something that, you know, it's very easy to do copy-paste from things that a lot of successful people do. And it will work because it will be a great gimmick, but then you're dependent on something else. If you want to lead your life with, with your spine and your um, voice in the world, it probably will be a little bit harder because it will mean that not everybody will connect uh, it doesn't even like sometimes it, it's not that relevant to the cool things that are going on but still if you stick to your truth and your voice and the small actions that you need to do it will touch someone and if you do that you made a miracle because you touched somebody else and from your place. That's how I look at art, acting, approaching people. And I mean, that's how you grew up also, right? right. With uh, influencing the children that would come to the, the Shanti house. And Absolutely. I, th yeah. I think that's uh, an amazing thing you can bring to the acting world, that, that purity and um, pushing others to that, you know? I feel like yeah. a lot of times in Hollywood, it could just be searching that fame, that that point, and the other things could be missed. Acting is a very uh, self-involved uh, um, work, you know, because you're your business and you have to look at the way you look and the way you speak and the way, you know, you dress and uh, you need to promote yourself and, you know, and if you're getting bigger and bigger, it becomes a lot about you. Mm -hmm. And for me, it's very important to keep it balanced. Because, again, if I'll do great movies, and I really hope so, because, you know, I know, I, I, I believe that I was meant to do that. Mm -hmm. um, but I get lost as a human being. So I'll finish the, the shoot, and it will be a great movie, but then I'll go to sleep with myself in my bed and I need to live with myself mm -hmm. so that's where when I make small choices to always balance between my focus about myself and what I need to do in order to promote myself and give to others as well and a lot of times giving to others always actually not a lot of times it it brings back to me. Yeah, it's in, in a way, it's a little, it's a little bit yeah, selfish. It's, it's a little bit selfish, it's both. yeah, because they are like, well, a lot of uh, their actions of those youth that, you know, go against the DNA of a victim and become warriors of life mm -hmm. every day. And I help them, but I'm with them and I see them do that. It gives, it gives me the strength, it gives me the inspiration to go beyond, to do beyond. And, and to become. And I don't know that the, the rhythm of life today is so uh, confusing, especially with the corona and not corona and uh, war and, and then the situation in the United States. And everything is, uh, there's so many noises. Mm -hmm. and, and, you know, I. I me every time I try to go back to that simplicity of your inner voice of love and truth mm -hmm. and that's it of being and doing your best right. um, after finishing my chapter in New York where um, yeah I, I did a lot I did theater I did the, the acting I did some movies mm -hmm. I did like, like shorts you know I, I did I did my um, day-to-day -day life there mm -hmm. and I understood that I can't handle the weather I went to LA so I went to LA and I did what I did there and I did um, some acting and I did my connections and I did all those things uh, that promoted me like I learned to do mm -hmm. but then I understood that 
I have like I'm homesick mm-hmm. while I was in LA, and even if I was close to everything that I'm supposed to to, to do and achieve and with the acting and you know the opportunities, I couldn't be away from my family and my connection to the Shanti house. Because it always, it's part of me. I was born with the house. I was always working in the house. Even when I was in New York, I would come to Israel for a while and work in the Shanti house and then go back. Even when I was in LA. And when I came back, I realized that it becomes harder and harder for me to, to do that. To stay away. And I had this big question. Do I want to live my entire life away from My roots right now some people can do that some people are, are great with it I understood that I'm not and I understood that for me being away from my roots makes me uh, weaker and it's harder for me to achieve what I want because I'm, I'm, I'm just I'm, I'm a little bit lost in my dreams That's where I understood that I became a little bit of a slave of my dreams because even if I was suffering so much, really like heartaches, I was still like doing what I needed to do in order to do my acting in LA. And then I understood that I have to look in the mirror and I have to, to be honest. With, with what you want. With what I really want and even if It's not my idea mm-hmm. of my success, of my dreams, you know? Wow. So it, you have to, uh, to, to, to be very brave to do that. Because I know a lot of people that wouldn't go back until they succeeded, you know what right. I mean? And Whatever that arbitrary mean. meaning right. of success and means. Then, and then they're suffering for a long time in their life. I think something that has to be redefined in society is that arbitrary thought of success you know right being regular day-to-day job having good pay and having an amazing beautiful family could it's be success. an amazing success it's not, it that can be it's it it's is success it is exactly it I think when people pursue the big dream and put it on a pedestal right it diminishes your location where you are in that in that spot exactly and that's exactly what I was saying from the beginning you can get lost in that big idea of a dream that if there are people that love you truly in your life that will do a lot like would do anything for you that uh, if you like you know somebody asked me if you if you are an actor you can be actor anywhere why do you have to do it if you love it so much? Why do you have to do it only in those conditions? That was a good question. Because then I understand what I'm looking for. Am I looking for fame or to do what I love? Mm-hmm. Right. So yeah. I had to be honest as well. Yeah. Well, you know what? You gotta have those moments of rethinking oh, your, rethinking your and, dreams. And, and do a switch. Like, right. Because I understood that I don't want to live this way anymore. Mm-hmm. I don't want to be in jail in the jail of my dreams you know because I've seen in LA so many ghosts people that are just you know they're almost there but it's it's always a step away from them and life is short mm-hmm. it's short and it goes like this and I don't want to live my life with what if I want to live my life period. Um, so that's when I did the step of going back to Israel and you know what it's funny because life has this thing of a really good sense of humor special sense of humor so I went back to Israel mm-hmm. uh, I had I had to break up from a boyfriend of five years he was an American so that was like you know another thing that I needed to deal with and I came back and And I was supposed to uh, start working in Shanti house and start functioning and I was a little bit destroyed <laughs> from being disappointed with myself because I was disappointed from my choices 
and from who that I didn't become the person that I wanted to become. Mm-hmm. Um, so I needed to deal with that crisis for a while uh, to redefine again who, I, who do I want to become? What do I want to do? What, what, what's, what, what really matters to me? And my mom, which she is incredible, she's outstanding, she has a TEDx uh, about Chanti House, so definitely you should listen to it if you want to listen about people that want to make their dreams come true and they have nothing in life. That'll definitely be linked in the, in the show notes. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, she told me, like I told her, Mom, I have nothing to give to those kids. I can't do anything. She said, just come, just show up. And she was right. It just showed up. And being with them really like saved me, it helped me to go back to my track of, of my dreams and my, my road of life. And what do I want to do? And then I got into an, um, like I got into an um, agency in Israel, uh, which are great and they're very well known here. Mm-hmm. And they told me at the beginning, listen, we only work with Israel. We're not, we're not working with abroad. And I said, well, I want to work in Israel. I don't care anymore. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm fine with that. But what happened was that a few months later, there was a big audition in Israel for a movie with Oscar Isaac. Operation Finale, mm-hmm. or Operation Final, something like that. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry, it's it's a really like it's a big movie. Yeah, uh, Oscar Isaac, you know. Uh, but mm, the agent from London that did those auditions from Israel was all over the world. Basically, my audition became uh, I was asked for um, availability, just being in that. Uh, stage and being that place where you are running for this role with really great talent great. that I, I uh, personally love and admire. Mm-hmm. So uh, that made her take me on. And then I had an, an agent, a manager in London. So I started auditioning for uh, Netflix uh, uh, shows and movies, and uh, a year and a half ago, I, I did an audition for a movie of Universal. It's a sequence. It's the fourth sequence of Jarhead, um, and I got the role, and I did it, and it's it's great, and it's now on Netflix in the United States, and it's also uh, in other channels. VOD in Israel. Mm-hmm. So it's funny that you give up the idea of what you are supposed to do and where you're supposed to do it in the United States, in LA, mm-hmm. and you go back home to connect to your roots where your soul feels whole and it comes to you. Right. That's incredible. And now I live my life close to my family. I still work in the Shanti house, but I still audition to the biggest projects that are going on right now in the world. Mm-hmm. And, you know, like I, I had some almost this year that were like, I was, uh, I was uh, flown to London to the new movie of uh, Eurovision. Mm-hmm. The Eurovision movie, yeah. I was one of the last two I was me and another actress, and she took it. Like I was flown to fucking London. <laughs> Sorry, I was flown to London. <laughs> yeah. So you know, um, so you have a lot of almost, but when you have an almost, you know that you're in the right road. And again, it's it's life. When I came back, my singing. When I came back. Um, I was so broken that I understood that I need to rework my strengths and to find my voice. And from a very uh, therapeutic place, I wanted to, to work on my voice. So I started to work with an amazing uh, coach 
and we started like working and then she told me like well try to write a song and I said ah, I, I don't write songs and she said just try and then she gave me this great uh, exercise and I did it and she really liked my writing and she said well try to um, uh, to do the melody as well to compose it mm-hmm. and I'm like well I don't know how to play anything and she said just try and then I started to compose a song, a new song. And then during that time where, when I was working with her, we discovered that I even do it better in English. Did I compose and write songs in English? And with, with her together, we created more than 15 songs. Wow. During a year and a half of work. And after a year and a half, she was saying to me, well, I think you need to record. And I'm like, what? I'm not a singer. And she said to me, well, you sing (laughs) and you write and you compose. So it's better. Let's try. Mm -hmm. And I tried. And what's amazing is that that wasn't part of my dream list. You Mm -hmm. know, it's part of my performance, you know, as an actor, as on stage. But I never thought about it as my goal is in my career. And I, I recorded the song and it was pretty good. <laughs> it was even really good. And I understood that I want to do a music video to it. So I did a head start. Now, the funny thing is that, you know, People know that I act and dance because I was a dancer and an actor. But nobody knew that I'm singing, writing songs because I kept it private. Mm-hmm. Because I didn't want anybody to know that. Because right. I was so ashamed and you know. So when I did the head start, I needed literally to convince people to invent to invest in my new song with my new music video when nobody knows that I'm singing. And I did that. I raised the money and I was lucky to work with Daniel Kaminsky, which is a fashion photographer and also an amazing um, um, music video director. And um, I just, and he's a good friend. And I t- told him, like, listen, you're gonna do my music video. And you don't do that to Daniel Kaminsky, but I did because I am very. Uh, um, uh, risk taker. <laughs> I, I'm a risk taker. Literally, I am a risk taker. Definitely, when you come to Daniel Kaminsky like this, usually will tell you, well, this is the door. Bye. <laughs> and I told him, but listen, before he answered, I told him, if you like the song, if you don't like the song, you're not going to do this. Because he asked me, like, you sing? I'm like, what? What are you talking about? I'm like, well, just if you like the song, you're going to do the music video. And he listened to the to the, the to the song. Sorry, if you listen to the song, and, and he listened to the song, and he was like, "Okay, okay, I like it. This is good. This is good. Oh my god! Wow, wow! You know, he was so excited. And you know what's amazing about dreams? When you share it with people, and you get you you open the door to other people to come in." They can make your dream bigger than what you expected when you fulfill it. And that's what happened to me with this music video because basically that Daniel came, joined my journey and he needed to go into a reality show at 2025 and he had like, he, and they gave him a short notice of two weeks while we were talking about the music video and then he said, well, we can only shoot next week. Now, it's, 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 it's a lot to do in one week. Mm-hmm. So what we did was, what I did was I produced it in one week. And um, life and God, higher power, light, call it whatever, were with me. While I was doing a lot of other things, for other people I was doing this as well. But you know, it's give and take. Mm -hmm. And the universe does for you 
if you just, you know, keep going. Right. Just keep going. And then Michael Lewis, which was a friend from New York, joined the music video before the incident. But he, he joined and he's so professional and he's so talented in what he does when it comes to performance. And um, I had Gili Algabi as a, a styling and makeup, which is also one of the biggest makeup artists in Israel. And I had my sister, which is Sarah Shanti, she's a hairstylist and she worked in New York with Victoria's Secret and like biggest names and also works here in Israel with fashion. So she did my hair. And in one week, I made the impossible happen. With a lot of help, you know, I didn't do it alone. I would never be able to do this alone. Uh, but I didn't have ego about how things should be also. Right. You know, I took the right people that I knew that they're really good in what they do. And built a proper team. Exactly. And they did what I couldn't do. You know, the vision that Daniel saw, you know, I'm, I'm, you know I have ideas, but he took it to a different level. Mm -hmm. he, he saw my, my art and he knew how to even make it better. Mm -hmm. And um, I had an amazing cinematographer. And um, again, everybody did such great work and it happened. The magic happened and one day I shot it and he went into the reality show and only when he went back saw it uh, like started working on it he started working on it and only like after three months I actually saw what was going on there because mm -hmm. I was so busy during the shoot days so I, mm -hmm. never, I never even seen like all the footage right I didn't know how it looked like mm -hmm. and and it was amazing because it, it came true and I was lucky that certain people that saw my music video really wanted to help me with promoting it. And and then it got a big buzz and it, it was, you know, promoted in Channel 24. And I had a big article in Israel, Israel Young. And, you know, it, it just happened by itself because I did my work. Right. You know? You pushed it forward, yeah. I pushed it forward and... Uh, it's it, it was it's like a, a drug of, of if you did it once you will want to do it again but you have to understand it can it, it can never happen the same so my next song happened I wrote it in the street while talking with a friend I didn't write it it was just hearing it in in my head, like I do when I compose. And we were talking, my friend, which is incredible, it's Uri Chorestarisky, which is also the, one of the producers of mm -hmm. Jarhead and became a good friend after the movie. Mm -hmm. And uh, he's, he's a dear friend. And, um, and we were talking about society today and about the fact that we lost kindness we lost our kindness a little bit and the codes of society and, and our expectations of how things should be and look with women are so tough men lost their manhood i, I like uh, everybody's like doing everything and mm -hmm. i think that's why corona came to just mellow it <laughs> like chill down people you know, you need to think about what you did so far and rethink it and then start all over again. I really hope people will learn something from that. And while we were talking, I, I was telling him, yeah, we're animals. And we kind of lost that simplicity. It's not about like being an animal, kill and get killed. It's about animal kill only when they need to. They are connected to nature. They respect, like, earth. Mm -hmm. They respect the beings that are around them if, you know, they are not under attack. Um, and they have this, like, the men, like, and women, female and male, 
it's it's balanced it's fine we're not the same we're equal as human beings but we're not built the same mm-hmm. you know what i mean so all those things came in that song and and i started to to do the first beat that became uh the chorus of the song and that's how it started and after i was working with my my coach as well and we did it together we you know i knew that this is the next song i knew that that's my 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 next song and but it's been it it, it happened before it, it happened like before i was ready to do it so it it took you know it took, it took time, time yeah. till till i was ready to record because music business is very expensive guys you have no idea uh and it, if you if it's a hobby it's a very expensive hobby and if it's part of your fulfilling you it it's still worth it but it means that it will take longer to to do it right and you need a lot of patience so time passed by the first song happened the success and all that and then i was ready to record that song that i was writing before that right. day. yeah um so then um we were recording it and it became a explosion of a song and it's not out yet but i i i knew that now i don't have the tools to raise more money and and then uh i did the i did some dancing just music dancing video with mm-hmm. the gabriel mm-hmm. you know with your brother yeah uh because life invited it to me because of uwe you know it's, yeah, it's yeah. people that you know that like you and just believe in you and small small things happen and if you just let it be it happens to you and then like corona started in the shanty house we were all in the desert we have a home in the desert and all the youth were there we were about 100 people helping each other during that time in isolation mm-hmm. okay and i was one of the main guides there and because we're a foundation because we're still surviving because we're out of a box but mm-hmm. we do have 80s 80% success um my mom was saying to me well you know it's a difficult time because i don't know how to raise money for the kids because mm-hmm. it's you know i can't blame yeah, anyone everyone's struggling everybody's yeah. struggling right now mm-hmm. and i told her like let's let's do the opposite Let, let's give them strength let's give them energy to keep going and she said okay let's do uh, a thing and then we did like uh imagine video like uh, kids singing and then she said no let's do a corona song that the kids write and we did a corona song that the kids wrote and we said let's do a music video for the kids and again i do the impossible in one week we recorded it edited produced it and then we did and then i said to the kids well tomorrow we're going to shoot it i had no idea what i was going to do I was directing it and I was lucky enough that a cinematographer from Nice not far away could come to do it with us. Mm-hmm. And he didn't even know me and I was like shouting while I was doing it with all the kids obviously. And we did it and then I was sending it to editing, did re-editing myself to the music video and in one week it was out wow. before Passover. And then the cinematographer really liked me and he looked me up in Instagram and he said you you look like I like the way your your um uh, style I like the way you're on camera mm-hmm. let's do a photo shoot and he said sure let's and he wanted to do it in a certain blossoming of a certain time right. and we missed that and then we missed that again and then he said let's do it in the desert you can you can dance with sand And I said, "Well, you know what? I really want my music video to be in the desert with sand." And let's just do the music. Let's, let's just do the music video. I'll do my lip sync. We'll use the, my music and you get your videos and I'll get, you know, my materials. And it boom. all kind of worked out. And it all kind of worked out and we did like a kind of 
I, I improvised and he went with the flow and you know I got a, a kind of a music video for free kind of not really but but kind of you know from the world right because the music video is about going back to earth well, in nature it's partly what you said earlier that if you give sometimes it can Continue. give back and I was lucky enough that it came out really nice and um, after Corona I, I gave Daniel Kaminsky to edit it and he did his magic and I used also the dancing video that Gabriel right. did and create and that created the next image of what the song is about and the song is about going back to your inner root and yourself and simplicity and ground you because life is short and it goes really fast mm -hmm. and if you are being so aware and so lost in what it's supposed to be you will always lose what it is about so the, the, the next song will come out soon and I'm very excited about it. Once it does, it'll definitely be featured on... Uh... Oh yeah, yeah, definitely. <laughs> and you know, I do my other projects while I'm doing this. Alright, so I have um, one final small little question. Um, what is your morning routine to get yourself going in the morning? When you have a bad day, you don't really want to get out of bed, what goes through your head and what is that routine like? Well, as not being a morning person, mm -hmm. <laughs> um, I first of all thank God that I woke up. It's a simple thing. I just think the fact that today I have another opportunity, another day, to do something else, something better, um, to do what I want to do. Amazing. Yeah, that's the first thing. If uh, you're talking about it, I, li I, I like to eat my oatmeal <laughs> every morning. It's uh, a little bit of an OCD, but I'm, I don't mind that I'm addicted to an oatmeal with uh, cinnamon and apples in the morning. I feel very, it, it, it relaxes me, it makes me happy, and even if it belongs to old people, I feel that it's what makes me happy. So uh, I do that. I usually do yoga. You know, I connect to my body, and uh, then I'm ready to rumble. I guess. Just That's amazing. It comes. I'm ready for it. Amazing, amazing. Yeah, I think everyone needs their morning. Mornings are always like a personal. <laughs> uh, so thank you for opening that up. And honestly. <laughs> I'll uh, give that big thank you for sharing your entire story and sharing your yeah. snippets of, of wisdom for for how you went on your journey and pursued all the different things that you've come across and, and reached. Uh, so big thank you well, for sharing you. your story. Thank and you. for all of you guys that want to access all the information about Shanti Ashanti, you guys can check out all the different links. Uh, either on the podcast show notes or on YouTube. You guys can link below. I hope you enjoyed this episode of Dreamer Talks. I'd love to have you back again next week. So make sure to hit that subscribe button and leave a review of what you thought of the podcast. I'd really like the input to make this podcast as engaging and entertaining as possible. So once again, a big thank you and I'll see you next week. Thank, thank you for watching and keep on dreaming. dreaming.